Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Property World. Um, I have Mike Bristow, the CEO of Crowd Property, on to talk about PropTech. Uh, great to have you on, Mike. Hi, Will. Uh, yeah, excited about this one. Um, PropTech is a big passion of mine. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's get stuck in. Great. So we're going to um, begin with how you got started. But uh, just so the listeners know where we're headed, uh, we're going to be asking, or, or at least covering, uh, what is PropTech? We're going to define it, um, where it fits into the, the wider economy, um, what the, the size and scope it is uh, internationally and within the UK, a bit about the history, uh, what, what the growth is looking like. You're actually going to share an example of a, uh, of a early PropTech investment that you made as a um, I don't know if you, you'd call it a private equity investor or, or as a venture capitalist slash angel investor and yep. what the future holds. Um, you're obviously very involved uh, in addition to Crowd Property, which is a, 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 a UK and Australian based um, development finance business uh, that operates uh, increasingly online, uh, back, backed up by uh, over 50 professionals um, who are just at the end of the phone uh, in their areas of specialism. Um, but you've also uh, been involved in um, uh, uh, over a dozen uh, direct investments um, following on being an advisor uh, uh, to some pretty large uh, investment deals uh, going back earlier into your career. Now, PropTech, yeah. how you got started? Tell us. Tell us the story. Sure, sure. So I, I've been investing in property since 2002, um, and that's on a simple residential basis, buy-to-let investing, uh, and that progressed into projects and development and so like that. Um, but fundamentally, ever, ever since starting, it's like, well, wait a minute, this is really inefficient in terms of identifying property to buy, buying property, managing property, um, uh, 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 maintaining property, and all of these sort of aspects, and you can observe that from a simple buy-to-let level, let alone big commercial office buildings and portfolios and, and all of this, right? And, and, and I thought, well, my word, um, uh, there has to be a far greater role for technology in the world's largest asset class that is a physical asset class that involves or requires a load of human activity around that 
purchasing, managing, disposing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and and I just felt for many years, right, this is interesting, but I don't know how to get into it, right? And I don't know what it is yet. Um, and, and, and sort of the earliest sort of prop tech businesses, I guess, really were, were things like Right Move and Zoopla. I, I remember back in the day, uh, Foxton's first sort of uh, online mapping software for, 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 for uh, as an agent was was brilliant and i browse it all the time and it was it was awesome for that you know right moving super became very dominant there but that was all that was all sort of prop tech 1.0 really and and about actually about similar time to to, to founding crowd property crowd property is a is a, if you like a venn diagram of it's a fintech prop tech business so it brings those two tech sectors together but around about that time um, there was a, ch- a guy that I know, uh, knew and still know and, and work with, uh, called Faisal, who, who came to me and said, Mike, you know stuff about property, you've ranted about technology, come and have a look at this company um, and see if you'd like to invest. Um, and that company was a business called Hubble, um, and it was an office marketplace business, so it's hard and inefficient to find office space. And I thought, well... That's the kind of thing that is interesting, that it's a good application of technology um, into the property sector. And I thought, well, this is great. So sure enough, I made my first investment into, uh, into a prop tech business. And I think that was around about 2014. And that's, that's been growing and growing. And that's a great business. It's, 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 it's had uh, you know, a couple of challenges with office uh, demand through, um, through COVID, but, but it's, it's pivoted, et cetera, et cetera. But fundamentally, right, that started my hunger. Right? And that started my hunger for looking at, at the many, many, many ways that technology can make real estate more efficient and more effective. And that's how I got into it. Um, and I started looking at more and more businesses, right? And, and that became really interesting. PropTech was behind FinTech and the evolution of, and, and it sort of popping as a tech sector, but it's very much pop now as I'll allude to in some of the, some of the data. But um, I started seeing more and more PropTech businesses and I started investing in more and more PropTech businesses directly. And, and as soon as you start doing that, right? investment decks start finding you rather than you finding investment decks um, and so i started investing in many many more direct so i'm i'm, I'm personally invested in over 22 prop tech uh, businesses uh, as, as, as a venture capital investor myself okay directly but also in that time i sort of because all of these investment decks were finding me and i found i didn't really have the capacity to do uh, to, to, to assess all of them I also uh, started to get to know Faisal and how he was developing a, a specialist venture capital business in PropTech. And that's uh, that business, that fund is called PyLabs. And I actually became an investor in PyLabs' first fund. Um, and that was great. So I became what, what's called an LP. When you're, when you're a, a venture capital investor, you're, you're an LP. That's, that's the investor's role, a limited partner role in a, in, in a fund. And you put some money in, that gets allocated out by an investment team who have assessed a load of things. Right? And they were building a brand, 
attracting all of those applications like I was getting, all those pitch decks, but actually had a team behind them to, 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 to go through them. And, and so it worked very much in parallel. I was doing direct investing, seeing a lot of packs. I was also investing in the venture capital fund, PyLabs, and I invested in their first fund, uh, their second fund, and now their third fund, uh, which is a $100 million fund. And this is all, all focused around your interest in property, but in property technology. All focused. Okay, so PyLabs is now Europe's most prolific uh, specialist venture capital fund uh, focusing on prop tech. This is all in prop tech, all in the prop tech sector, right? Because that's what I got to know in a deep, deep way and figured that I could make better decisions because of that passion, because of the context of what I uh, thought was an opportunity, because of what I've experienced in real estate myself. And therefore, I felt I could, I could make great decisions around it. And so just to finish off, the time to come full circle there. Um, so, and now the only thing I do outside of uh, 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 crowd property, which it's all encompassing in my time is I sit on what's called the investment committee of PyLabs um, and currently on PyLabs Fund 3. So I vote and approve every single investment from that $100 million fund and see globally some of the most impressive, most innovative, most progressive prop tech businesses globally because we invest globally. So that's the sort of the context, and, and that's why I, 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 part of the reason I'm hugely passionate about it, but it's also great because the PyLabs Investment Committee role is kind of like my non-exec type role outside of crowd property, but I get huge benefits from seeing what's evolving in prop tech, and I actually plug that in and leverage that into crowd property to make us a better and better tech business as well. So that's sort of my uh, sort of burgeoning love affair with prop tech. Right, the origin story as far as uh, PropTech and Mike Bristow. So that, that's how you got started. Um, Can we get a, a definition about what PropTech is? Because when we were setting the call up, uh, you and I actually uh, had a little bit of a debate as to what PropTech meant to each of us. Yeah, exactly. So actually, so early on in, in, in PropTech, actually got a little bit bored right of a load of uh, a load of pitch decks that came to me that basically said this is a this is a good efficient tech or data solution to help estate agents do their job better right I saw so many and I got bored and that was that was quite an early application so like like I said right moving Zoopla was sort of prop tech 1.0 and they've evolved into very very strong powerful businesses right but then I saw loads of technology solutions in for estate agencies and I thought well no that's not that's not the scope of the potential of prop tech and actually it's incredible how broad prop tech is it's the world's largest asset class and technology that supports every single aspect of it so i will run through like just a few of the sub segments if you like of prop tech because that for me is the way it's best defined okay Perfect. so i i'm going to start with innovative financing solutions well i would start there because that's exactly what 
crowd property is a crowd property is a great example of financial finance and, and just we to talked, get the, the shameless plug-in you can go to crowdproperty.com <laughs> and, and and we talked about the overlap of prop tech and fintech okay so that that is one aspect um another area is sort of the future of the workplace um so if you think about a we work the technology operating systems that sit behind it like office app um through to actually it's not just workplace but the future of work through to businesses like uh, on on the pylab's latest um accelerator program called flown which is like deep work meditation it's almost peloton for work right it fascinating just it, it expansion of, of what protect could be the future of hospitality so if you think about service accommodation it's inefficient but there are businesses like housed which used to be called air sorted in which i'm a seed investor um, which supports service to accommodation providers and provide all of the you know whether it's from pricing algorithms through to uh, key uh, management through to um, through to sort of operationalizing and, and, and automating a lot of the cleaning services and, and uh, etc okay taking all of that burden with technology off the uh, off the hands of uh, service accommodation providers then there's data data-driven real estate investments right and i think that there is a there is a brilliant business out there called Landtech. Um, a similar, similarly Nimbus Maps, uh, Search Land, etc., who are providing data to underpin people finding uh, uh, investments or investment opportunities, assessing them with data and, and, and prioritizing those. Um, I'm going to talk about Landtech in a, in, 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 in a little bit. Property and asset management. So in particular, sort of facilities management, um, Plentific, um, is now a NASDAQ floated business. What a brilliant, brilliant uh, UK business is one of the darlings of PropTech. Um, sustainability, you know, how do we measure the impact of the uh, of, of, of office environment, of work environment, et cetera, and if you like energy usage, et cetera, around big, large real estate assets. Demand logic is a good example here that puts sensors all around it, plugs that into dashboards, understands, well, actually that meter room is underutilized, this, why is the heating on here, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right? You know, the brilliant businesses around that to optimize the sustainability. And sustainability is a whole huge topic. We've got, and I'm going to speed up here because because there's so many different areas, right? Um, there's uh, there's construction technology, a huge area unto itself. Um, there's some amazing AI, artificial intelligence uh, applications there. So one business on our on our on the Pilabs Accelerator at the moment, it basically uses existing CCTV around the construction site and says, "Well, wait a minute, that machine." um is underutilized and you've leased that right what are you doing okay why isn't it why aren't we leasing it for two weeks using it intensely and then then returning it back um uh, to health and safety applications of, of where are people where are machinery are there issues etc um there's a business called qflow as well which is a great business in that space um data driven building, utilization like uh, building like, like, information like, modeling for example Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and that's in the sort of the architectural process, like end to end, uh, 
piecing together the coordination of construction of real estate from very early conceptual architects drawings through to the detail of uh, m and &E, uh, installation uh, etc smart buildings businesses like switchy that that, that, that track uh, a load of the um a load of energy usage um around buildings i mean seriously i could go on and the final thing i, I i'll pick up in particular so real estate investment management there's a whole piece around big asset managers take i don't know blast blackstone with billions and billions of dollars worth of real estate right how are they asset managing those in terms of uh, rent optimization uh, uh um uh, investment in 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 um, maintenance of those assets opportunities to greenify those assets uh, return on investment for that when to dispose when not to dispose all of that big sort of you know top down asset management view look it is so broad it is so broad and um and that's before we get into construction robotics and warehousing and all of these things so actually the perception of what is prop tech is it's a bit like, I don't know if you know, Italian wine has 600 domains, which is more than the rest of the world combined, right? And it has about 600 grape varieties. It's confusing as hell. That's why nobody can really understand Italian wine. PropTech is almost the Italian wine of tech sectors uh, in that there's so much in it, right? And so much potential. And this is going to revolutionize real estate in a, in, in what will be a fairly slow way because it's a it's a in in prop tech in particular there's a relatively slow adoption into big real estate so i hope that's brought to life a bit of the examples and, and of what, it. what is the, the size of the industry at the stage so I, I i look at this in terms of um uh because I would from a venture capital lens uh, in terms of money going into the sector. Okay, it's a relatively early sector. So there's a lot of venture capital money pouring in, right? And, and often tech sectors are measured in this way because it's like, right, what's the momentum of capital piling into PropTech? And if you look back to 2016 in Europe, there was around about 300 million pounds invested of VC uh, money going into early stage technology businesses in PropTech and globally about 5 billion, right? Wine forward to 2019 and that 300 million in three years had grown to probably around 2.3 2.4 billion pounds worth of, uh, of, of venture capital money going into european prop tech businesses wow. and about 15 billion globally right and 2021 2020 was down uh, it was in all investment sectors but 2021 okay the european investment uh, or, or investment in european prop tech businesses has transformed from 2019 about 2.3, 2.4 billion to over 4 billion pounds sterling um, into European prop tech businesses, right? And this is, this is what's driving the sector because this capital going in goes into the building out of the technology, the sales machines that, that, that push this out into the real estate sector and actually is incredibly exciting growth. And, you know, uh, Pi Labs is a meaningful part of that investment, as are 
a number of emerging venture capital funds that focus on. Uh, and if um, someone the was uh, wanting to check out PyLabs, um, what, what, what's the best way to look them up? So the best way is, is so it's at pylabs.co.uk. Um, and actually, I was talking to someone uh, very recently to say, look, how can I learn more about PropTech um, and all of the things that may be relevant to me or, or, or good to know is in PropTech but is not so relevant to me? And the PyLabs research team is great. So pylabs.co.uk, pop into the insights um, uh, uh, a page and that has a load of research around it. Also, um, th th there's a blog uh, that the team writes as well. You can get a real feel for all of the different types of businesses uh, that there are and different types of sub-segments in, 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 in PyLabs. So uh, the, as a sector, um, history is showing us that there's there's been tremendous growth of the both the money going in and the uh, the, the revenues going through uh, the businesses that the investments are going into. Um, one of the things that, um, that that strikes me about venture capital is it's a little bit like the turtle eggs, where a uh, hundred of them uh, pop pop out of the sand, and uh, if if you go forward a, a year, there's only a couple of them still floating around in the sea. The rest have been eaten up by by sharks or crabs or or something on the the way into the water, let alone uh, what what happens uh, later. Now. The, the sector uh, has professionalized a lot and and that that uh, that scenario where you put money in and uh, as with all investments there's a possibility that you can lose all of the capital that you you put in so that potential is very much there I'd like to hear a good news story about uh, <laughs> an actual example where you've yep. put money in and, and there's actually you've got it back for a start. And, and was there any upside and what was it? And uh, yeah. tell us all, all about uh, what one of those if you've got one to hand. Yeah, look, great question. So look, um, uh, venture capital investing, uh, angel investing, very, very different to, uh, for example, real estate investing, buying a buy-to-let, right? Okay, imagine buying 10 buy-to-lets and knowing that seven or eight of them were, pro no, say six or seven of them were going to go to zero in value, right? It's very, very different, right? And also it takes a long time for these, uh, these investments to realize themselves. Fortunately, there are some tax breaks um, uh, for uh, personal uh, angel investors Interesting. Um, but uh, so let's talk about a good news story. So what, one of my exits um, has actually, I mentioned it earlier, a business called Lantech, brilliant data business um, run by a, a very smart guy called Johnny Britton. Um, we, uh, we backed him uh, in, in, uh, very early on uh, in, in, in Pilabs fund, fund One. I invested uh, personally. Um, and um, uh, it, it, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I wish I'd put in more. Um, but um, last year, that, um, that uh, investment uh, was realized. So they got a big investment from a US investor. Um, they had 40 plus uh, uh, million sterling investing uh, invested uh, to grow that business that cashed out uh, a lot of the early stage investors, which will be, uh, often happens to clear out the cap table. Uh, the cap table is the investor list, effectively. Um, and my investment um, returned 77x, so 77 times my initial stake. Um, 
and that's what Sorry, let, let's just put that in a, a percentage <laughs> return basis. Oh, well, that's uh, so, so that's 7,700 percent, right? Wow, um, so 77x, um, and which is a good exit, and and so, so what you what you hope for is a the eye, uh, is what I'd yeah. Say. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what you, what you hope for as a, as a venture capital investor is some will go wrong and you hope one or two will just shoot the lights out. Um, and that is a good example of something that shot the lights out. And by the way, that 77x before I factor in the tax advantages I got from that investment. So actually, it's double that once I factor in the tax break uh, that I received. So it was a, a, a great return. I'm very thankful to, 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 to Johnny and the team there to, to deliver that. But, you know, I took a big risk early on in, uh, on, 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 on investing there. And that is I, I think a you should thank the, the UK government as well, because at least half of that doubled return was down to them. Exactly. Well, that is the case. And actually, the I, I think HMRC gets an awful hard time sometimes, but uh, yeah. it's an example where they helped you out. Those two schemes, SEIS and EIS, to help drive investment into small, high potential early stage businesses is, is a globally brilliant scheme um, from the government and really, really helps. Um, really helps those businesses raise investments. Um, so yeah, so that's a great example. Um, I've had a, a number of other exits, not not quite as big as that. Um, and hopefully over time, my portfolio will will will, uh, will, will develop and uh, bring some more exits, and also uh, the brilliant businesses we have in the Pilabs funds uh, as well will um, will get great returns for the investors in that fund, which also includes uh, myself as well. So if you're a founder uh, looking for a few quid to uh, extend your uh, your runway of how long you can keep operating before you hit it out of the park, um, get in touch with Pilabs. If you're uh, an investor uh, or you're just interested in uh, PropTech generally, get in touch with Mike Bristow. Uh, you can check him out on LinkedIn or via crowdproperty.com. Uh, Mike Briscoe, always a pleasure, and and I think we've got some ideas uh, out of this show for uh, probably a prop tech series uh, between the different things we've covered off so far. There's uh, sounds good. Like to get you back in, and uh, we'll go into a bit more detail. Um, so I'm Will Mallard. This is my Property World podcast. Mike Briscoe, thank you. Thank you very much. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.